Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Audience of One podcast. Y'all, today's episode, we have wine back again because we just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary. I am still amazed. Like, how in the world have I been a whole wife for five years? Sometimes it feels like I just got married. Other times it feels like I've been married forever. But anyway, I wanted to bring you all in and let you all know about five things that we wanted to highlight in this episode that we've learned in five years. Also, I have a special announcement for all of you writers out there in my community. I am teaming up with another good sister girlfriend. Her name is Risha. She actually was a guest on the podcast in season one. We are forming an awesome dynamic writing community. If you're interested and getting some writing accountability, if you're interested in teaming up with other people who are writing various projects, please send me an email and let me know you want to be a part of this community. The deadline to sign up for this community is this week, October the 14th to be exact. So if you're interested, please do not hesitate to send me an email and let me know you want to be a part of the community. We are going to be working together for the next three months in this virtual community and encouraging you and empowering you to get your projects completed, get it out, and make sure that your voice is heard. Without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Hello everyone, we are back. We just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary and today we wanted to come on and share five lessons that we've learned in our five years. Sounds good. I'll let Juan start with the first thing. Yeah, so the first lesson I learned, or the first thing I learned is, well, I don't know if it's really a lesson, but I just had to learn to think of Monique as my family because, you know, before we got married, up until that point, whenever I said family, I was talking about my parents and my sisters mainly. And I remember there were a couple of times when I was at my job, I worked with, I worked with uh, students uh, in an af- a alternative to suspension program and we did different activities and whatnot. And I told, I was, sometimes I would share with Monique what we did that day and I was like, yeah, we did this thing about, about family. And then I would list the stuff that I would talk about, uh, about my parents and my sisters. And then Monique would just be there like, is that it? Right, so he would come home from work to his house and wife telling me a story about his family and I was nowhere included in that conversation. Yeah, I mean, it took it took a while, but it's, I mean, it came full circle because I was working at that place, stopped because of grad school, and then after grad school finished, I ended up actually were uh, volunteering back at that same place and without really thinking about it whenever they talked about family or even when we weren't talking about family i would just be talking about monique all the time 
And they were like, wow, you really love your wife. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you talk about her nonstop. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. But I'm wondering if that switch flipped after we had Eliana. Because I, we definitely had Eliana by that time. After you I wasn't talking about Eliana, though. I was talking about you. I know. I know you were talking about me, but maybe because you had a baby by that time it crystallized to you oh this is really really my family versus when it was just me and you it was easier for you to think of your family as your immediate family that's now extended maybe things things to think about possibly anyway moving on so another thing when we were thinking through this, why I mentioned that in becoming family, it takes a lot of time and energy. So it's time and energy that you don't necessarily think about prior to getting married. It's just like, for example, I'm very entrepreneurial and I'm always on the go. When I got married though, I had to slow down to remember, oh, I have to tell Juan what I'm going to do during the day, I have to make sure that my schedule and his schedule doesn't conflict with each other. I have to make sure the things for the house is good. There's just so, so many more things to think about versus when you are dating because you're just your own individual person. And when you get married, it's like your lives are coming together. And that whole process just takes time and definitely energy. Yeah, I had no idea how time-consuming just being married would be. Like, not adding anything to my schedule. Just being married was time-consuming for all the reasons the money you just said. Because, you know, when you're just, like, when you're dating. When we were dating, like, a lot of times I would ask Monique to hang out or whatever. And she'd be like, nah, I got stuff to do. And I'd just be like, okay, cool. She's, mm -hmm. she's, she's not available. But... <laughs> If Monique were to say that when we got married, or definitely if I was to say that to Monique, <laughs> it was not going to fly. And I was just like, dang, man, like, I used to have so much. I remember one time I was like, yo, I used to have so much time for activities. <laughs> but really now, but, yeah. but when, we got, when we got married, I was just like, I don't have time. And it's like, and I wasn't even doing nothing. I was just being with Monique. And I was like, but we were with each other before dating, but y'all weren't, we weren't living together. And holding matrimony. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's different. Yeah. We get, I mean, so. we eventually got used to it, but it was just something I was not expecting. And uh, yeah, we had to get used to it. Yeah, there, there was some things that you were expecting time-wise, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And there was a lot of that. The second thing that I've learned since we've been married for five years is that communication has to evolve. It is so common to hear couples give other people advice saying communication is key. Make sure you communicate, blah, 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 blah. You hear it, you hear it, you hear it. And you think, okay, of course I know I have to talk to this person. But what I've learned is that your communication has to evolve. The way Juan and I communicated when we were dating was much different from how things were when we first got married, was much different from how after we had the baby, we had to communicate. And even now, we've learned to listen to each other in a different way. I've learned to share things that are bothering me in a different way. 
and we have just continued to grow and it's a continual process. I know sometimes for me, I like to set a goal, reach a goal and be done with it. But marriage and definitely communication in that marriage is something that always has to be worked on, always has to grow and you always have to evolve in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Like she said, it don't matter how many marriage prep conferences you go to. I mean, I think you can kind of be prepared for at least getting into the situations where you're like, oh dang, this is where my this is where my communication needs to grow. I don't think there's any way you can hypothetically or preemptively change your communication uh, style to fit your marriage because you just have to be married or in that context. Like you can't just like in your mind be like, okay, she says this because even that is a conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking about it. You're trying to anticipate it. And like there are some times where like one ex- quick example, one time we were out with, uh, I was getting I was getting irritable and upset with Monique and it was coming out and the way I was talking with her. We were about to, we were doing something at home and we had plans to go somewhere else that day. And Monique was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you talking to me like that? And I was just like, and I was mad and I was feeling justifiably upset because I wanted to leave at a certain time and we were not going to be able to leave at that time. And then when I told Monique that, she was like, she didn't tell me that. And I was just like, you're right. I did not tell you that. I just had this unspoken expectation that we were going to leave at this date or at this time. And we, were, we didn't meet that. And so I was holding holding this secret requirement against you. And so it's, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a small example. There's a, like, we have lots of, everybody has pretty big and like more important unspoken expectations that, that can have a pretty big impact on your, on your marriage. That was one incident to kind of just like illustrate it. But yeah, there's no way, I, I, that, I don't, there was no way I could have anticipated that because I already know my unspoken expectations. They're spoken to me. I know what they are. And I think another misconception that I know I believe for a long time was that Juan would know what my unspoken expectations were. So we've been married for five years and I'm like, you should know by now I'm going to think X, Y, and Z or want X, Y, and Z. And I feel that I shouldn't have to communicate, but that's not fair to you. And it's definitely not fair to me because it just leaves me feeling more upset versus me from the beginning, just going ahead and communicating or, you know, making it plain with what is on my mind, what is on my heart. And it'll be a done deal versus me inwardly thinking, Hmm, I really wish Juan would do X, Y, and Z and me waiting for him to fail because he has no clue. And then me getting upset at him failing. And then I finally tell him, what I was wanting and then he's like oh well we could have did that and then I feel upset because I'm like well I don't want you to do it now because I had to tell you and it's just a whole thing that could have been avoided from the beginning communication has to continue to evolve and we have to remember that those unspoken expectations are just that unspoken the third thing that we've learned is that counseling is great all right (laughs) Monique and I, we had premarital counseling. We was like, bro, we out here. We are so ready for marriage. We about to kill this marriage game, right? And then we got married. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. And a bunch of life happens. We've talked about it 
And Monique has talked about it in depth on her show. And we've talked about it together mm-hmm. on the Audience of One podcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> and we just got to a point in our marriage where it was just like, hey, kept coming up again, hitting this brick wall, brick wall. Couldn't get past it, couldn't get past it. And I was like, well, look, us together, we can't get past this. So we need some help. Let's go to counseling. But it's still like, I was okay. I was, yeah. Marriage counseling was great. It was a great experience. I was like, wow, this this person helped us navigate, take steps back, navigate issues, take a step back from our issues to get a different perspective and see very, very simple ways to either get through situations or to just see situations differently. Like it's not even a problem. Like this is just, this is just reality. This is how it is. And it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. And so I was straight with marriage with marriage counseling. It was another step for me to be okay with getting counsel counseling for my my own solitary self though. And even like Monique and I were both social workers. And in class, I know some of my classmates they were very open about their being in therapy, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I was, I'm a therapist and I, I never thought anything negative about somebody who was in therapy. I'm like, that's something, man. You should be completely okay with the fact that you're in therapy right now because it's a normal thing that, you know, most people will probably need in their lives. And I, when I said most people, <laughs> I was not including myself <laughs> and most people because it's still like, you can learn so much and you can be intellectually aware of stuff, but that part of your brain or whatever that develops ideas about things before you actually learn about them is just really strong. And so it took me a while. Like I was like, even Monique, she went to counseling by herself. I was like, that's great for you, babe. You do what you got. And then Monique suggested that I go to counseling. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't need that. Right. And but, you um... know, hold up, I ain't done. <laughs> trying to rush me. Sure, you asked me to do the video. So I eventually went to counseling for myself. It was a little awkward at first. Even though I'd gone to marriage counseling, it was just different. I was just like, Ugh. it was weird, but I enjoy it. I um, really, really appreciate it. And I highly encourage <clears throat> other people, other brothers specifically, to get up in here. What I was going to say is counseling, not only the marriage counselor not only helps you as a couple, but if you are able to get individual therapy, it helps you be a better spouse because there were things and attitudes that I was having toward Juan that were really a result of other things that I was frustrated about. And so having this outlet in therapy, I was able to process that in another place outside of processing it with Juan. And it's just benefited us tremendously throughout our marriage for sure. Yeah, you really need somebody that you can talk junk about your wife with. Because, I mean, like, real talk, like, you said process life. I mostly process life with Monique. Monique is a part of life. That's true. She's, uh... I talk about you a lot in therapy as well. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> the fourth thing that we have learned is kids add a whole nother dynamic. They, had a, they add a whole dynamic. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm going to let you finish your point. I'm going to let you finish. But look, like, just superficial thing, but still a thing. Like, 
I can sit in any room and I can just reach out and grab some baby stuff. All right. That's true. Like we're in, we're in our, our dining room right now. Watch this. There's wipes. <laughs> Why are there wipes here? I reach into another direction. Actually, look. A tray to the high chair. And I can reach and touch a, a stroller. stroller. Not three feet from us. That's true. So that's just one thing. And I was one of the parents that said, oh, my baby stuff is not taking over my house at all. We think we're exceptions to everything. I, really? I think people like, oh, man, yeah, that's how people are in general, but I'm not different. Not me, not me. I'm different. You're not different. Basically, <laughs> there has, there, our living room was a whole, actually, we had a nanny. So literally, our living room was a whole nursery daycare, daycare for two kids. Anyway. So kids add a whole dynamic. I yeah, mean, it's not this. Like I said, not bad. Sometimes it's really difficult. Sometimes it's really fun. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's funny. It's just a dynamic. I mean, and sometimes it's just a lot. It's really difficult um, to communicate, especially when Eliana was small for us while I was still in school. And I was thinking through it the other day, like, why? What was going on around? Eliana being born that made it so much more difficult for me like I, I rarely look back on those initial initial weeks and think about a lot of happiness I kind of think about stuff just being hard and one I had an emergency c-section so I was sitting on a couch most of the time that was unexpected Two, Juan was only able to take two weeks off because he was in graduate school that was hard we were Still in the process of paying off our debt and paying for his school. That was hard. Mom was working multiple part-time jobs. That was hard. And, of course, having this baby and trying to figure out all the things that go with her and breastfeeding. My God. <laughs> that was hard. So, there were so many things. And after all of that, you still had to work on this. Like, how, how, how was our marriage When? Even? When? When really, though? It was just a whole dynamic. But, you know, now Eliana's older, and now we're able to take more time and, like, leave her places. And, like, for example, we just went to Asheville for some days, and that was great. We had some time to just reconnect and to have fun with each other. And we're so thankful for moments like that because a lot of times you don't even realize how bogged down you are in the moment, in the day-to-day with your kids that when you get away you're just like whoa what is this even like <laughs> so if you have kids out there we really encourage you drop them jokers off somewhere and go somewhere for a day or two even if it's back to your house just just drop them off please yeah that's nothing against you that's not saying that you don't love them babies but they just add a whole dynamic that's that's yeah. the best way to say it yeah and i made a joke about the baby stuff being everywhere but I used to, one. I think one reason like me and Monique were just so adamant about denying that our house was going to just be full of baby stuff was because I thought that like having a house full of baby stuff meant that your kid was taking over your life. And I mean, while their stuff might dominate a lot of different spaces, that doesn't mean that the kid runs your life. Like Eliana does not run our oh, life no. at all. Like people are asking, like we, we very often when we go places, leave Eliana with other people. Um, and especially like with our anniversary, we were like, yo, are you going to take Eliana to, to Asheville with you? And I was like, no. <laughs> this is a celebration of this year. 2015, Eliana won't no place. No place. Okay. 
And Juan had to check me during during the trip. We would go to different little shops, and I was like, "Oh, Eliana would like this." And Juan's like, "No." She was trying to plan Eliana's birthday party. Yeah. On my anniversary. And he's like, uh, "We need to talk about Eliana." So. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So the the fifth and last thing that we've learned. Hallelujah. And. The five years that we want to talk about is, what is it, Juan? Your feelings will get hurt. Specific, what I mean by that specifically, your feelings will get hurt by a spouse. Okay, one thing that, I don't know, I guess I would have liked to go over and I would have liked to have had in premarital counseling was just, or just when people talk about marriage in general, it's just an understanding that look, because of the closeness of this relationship, because you're gonna be with each other more than you've been with anybody else other than the, like, the family you grew up with, and definitely much more intimate, like because they're in the more intimate space, there's more opportunity to hurt you. Than, they have more opportunity to hurt you than any other person. And we're not saying that when you get married, your spouse is going to be purposely, yeah. yeah, purposely trying to hurt you and like coming at your neck every day. Like, I never hurt Juan's feeling intentionally, and vice versa. I'm pretty sure he never hurts my feelings, right? Intentionally, mostly, anyway. Y'all, that's a dishwasher. If y'all hear that, this is real life, whatever. So, anyway, back to what I was saying, do you intentionally hurt my feelings? When things are bad, sometimes I will intentionally do something that I know will piss Monique off. And you know, she's done it to me. Y'all get this man. She's done it to me because she told me. I was like, you knew. And she was like, yeah. You ain't supposed to say that. Hey, we, we trying to <laughs> be real. Uh, so <laughs> Anyway, but in general, your spouse is not out to get you. Yeah, for the most part, I know Monique is not <laughs> out to get me. Out to just make me want to pull my hair out. And she knows. The same about yeah, boy. But, but but what's your but? I was gonna say, I, I heard it somewhere that the same place where you receive love, well, your heart, the same place and how um, love enters into your body is the same place where you're opening up yourself for hurt. And but so if you close yourself off, you close your heart off, so you won't get hurt. You also won't be able to receive love. And I hate being hurt. Like, I just I just hate it. I often have a hard time getting over it. I feel like I can easily, like, mentally forgive. Um, but in my heart, it's just still holding on to that hurt. Um, and it takes me a while to let it go. And especially when it comes from mom, because I'm like, wow, you're the closest person to me. And you did this to me? You made me feel this way? Why? And it oftentimes takes me a long time. But I don't want to shield myself off from mom because then I won't be able to receive love from him either. But it's just, it's, it really is a hard thing that we, we've learned. But I do think now that we have put words to it, it has helped us. Because it's like, we understand that it's a strong possibility that this person who loves me more than anything can, on the, on the off day, say something that is really, really hurtful to me. And we may have to go through... A um, couple moments of trying to get back on the same page and reconciliation and all of that stuff, even though it's for the pits. I hate I hate when we have to make up and, you know, re-explain why we hurt the other 
person's feeling like I don't like that I like when we're just on the same page all the time but it is definitely the reality that your spouse will probably hurt your feelings yeah and I, I shook my head because about the uh being on the same page thing because being on the same page one takes communication like we said earlier and a lot of times you don't even realize how much where you're coming from has changed your perspective changes um and of course you're aware of that you're just going to make it clear to your partner but i think a lot of the hurt that we're talking about is usually unintentional usually well 99.9 yeah like i'm very rarely mean on purpose right 99.8 percent of the time a little less than me okay monique is not hurting me on purpose but it happens and you know you just gotta be open about it and just deal with it give each other the benefit of the doubt because like your per your your person if they if they really love you and really like you they're not trying to turn to hurt your feelings right exactly it about but yeah that's it so yeah, those are the five things that we've learned in our five years of marriage. Just know that these- We have, have learned more than five. Yeah, we've learned more than five. But just know that these have been the happiest years of my life, my love. I'm so grateful to Juan. I'm so thankful that we're together. Our story is just so unique how we got together, you know? Just unbelievable. Sometimes we sit and think like, wow, really? Juan from college? like. He's my husband, and you're like, wow, Monique Smith from college? This is my wife? And it's really been a fun, fun ride. It seems like we've been together way longer than five years. It's so unbelievable. And we know that God is just going to continue to use us both to spread the good news and be a loving example of strong marriage. And I love you, babe. Ditto. <laughs> now you're supposed to pour your heart out. Ditto. You said it. Say it again. <clears throat> it again. But, <laughs> yeah, like this, these past five years, I've grown, developed, and enjoyed life more than I thought I would in ways that I didn't think, that I didn't even, you know, wasn't even really aware of. And yeah, I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to Monique. So grateful for Eliana and just the journey that God has us on. All right, for folks. Realsies. We will holla. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Juan and I definitely had fun recording it. To end this episode, I wanted to end with a prayer. And I'm praying for those of you who want to be married and those of you who are married but are having a difficult time in your marriage. Juan and I have definitely had our times of hardship during our marriage. We've had our beautiful moments. We've experienced all of our vows, actually, in these five years. So here's our prayer for all of you all out there listening. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for life, health, and strength. God, I thank you so much for grace on this journey. God, I lift up everybody who's listening who desires to be married. God, I pray that you prepare their heart for this union. God, I pray that you prepare the other person's heart and their mind and God, I pray that they're linked up with someone that will help them reach their purpose, that will help them reach their destiny in you, and that will help them point all of their actions and their, their work and their efforts toward you. God, I pray against any rush. I pray against any hesitation. 
I pray against anything other than your proper timing and your perfect will for them. For those who have married and are in a season of hardship in their marriage, God, I just pray that you revitalize their marriage. God, I pray fresh new wind, fresh rain over their marriage. You know, God, sometimes we think of rain as being yucky and icky and not life-giving but actually rain is such a beautiful thing so God I ask that you shower them with rain so that they can grow and develop and bud anew in their marriage God I just thank you so much for those who are crying at night God I thank you because you hear their cries and you hear their prayers God I just pray strength and encouragement in every heart and every mind of everyone who's listening, even if people are listening who don't desire to be married, who are in a a season of singleness, God, I just pray for them. And I pray that their hearts and their minds and their souls are comforted in you. In Jesus name. Amen. Y'all, if you enjoyed today's show, screenshot, put it in your stories, share it on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about the show. Also leave me a five star review because this helps people find the show. So leave a comment, let people know what you thought about today's episode. And until next Monday, take care. Bye.